Hey there, you're listening to the Wired for Wealth podcast, where we have conscious conversations about the emotional topic of money so that you can get out of your own way and build the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Peyton Moran. I'm a money mindset coach, mom, self-proclaimed foodie, and lover of sitcoms, and I'm on a mission to change the conversation around money. I know right now it seems like you could just feel better about money if you made more of it, but don't put the cart before the horse. Changing your relationship and beliefs about money is essential to increasing your income and building wealth. You can expect our weekly conversations to be inclusive, thought-provoking, and best of all, actionable. While I won't be telling you to stop buying lattes or how to invest in the stock market, I will teach you how to rewire your brain so that you can attract more abundance into your life and business. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to episode three of the Wire for Wealth podcast. Today we are having a conversation about pricing, which is a conversation that I have quite frequently. And setting your prices as an entrepreneur is a surefire way to tell where you're at in your money story and how you currently feel about money. So I've called this episode, How to Set Prices That Financially Support You and Still Sleep Good AF, because that's a phrase that I hear really often. I want to charge higher prices, but people really need what I do and I still have to sleep at night. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through some of the most common mindset blocks just like that that I see about pricing and how it relates to our relationship with money. First, I want to take a step back and give you a little bit of background about why I talk so much about pricing as a money mindset coach. And I have been around the block when it comes to pricing. I have been in the business space for about four years now, and I've worked in a variety of industries. I have worked on commission. I've worked in the freelance industry. I have had physical inventory to sell. And the first time that it became blatantly obvious that I did not have a growth mindset when it came to money was when I had to set my own prices for my own services that I created. And I kept getting all this advice, like, charge your worth. And I'm like, okay, well, what is that? You know, I worked 50 hours weekly for under 40 grand in my management job. Is that my worth? Am I worth six figures? How do I know? So that statement, charge your worth, is pretty much completely useless advice (laughs) as an entrepreneur especially if you didn't grow up around a lot of money or you're used to just being an employee where someone else dictates what you're making. So even though I feel like I may have heeded this advice, that doesn't mean I wasn't still undercharging. If you are familiar with the freelance industry, you understand that there will be people out there who are charging $50 for their services, and there will be people out there who are charging $500 for their services. And that can make it really hard to place a value on yourself and find where you fit in. At one point in my graphic design business, I started at $50 for a logo. And now at my current stage of life, I'm literally appalled at that. I'm appalled at that number. But everyone starts somewhere. And the reality is when you first become an entrepreneur, you usually don't know where to start. So I played around with my prices a lot as a designer. And I had a lot of negative experiences with clients when I was trying to make myself affordable. I worked with entrepreneurs who are literally making almost half a million dollars a year and they still stiffed me for design services. And this surprises a lot of people because people usually equate a higher level of client as someone who makes a lot of money or makes more money. And I will die on this hill. But you can still have a scarcity mindset and a toxic relationship with money, no matter how rich you are. And I saw that firsthand. I have had many a nightmare experience (laughs) being a service provider, 
but it's almost like a rite of passage to go through these ups and downs and these experiences with your prices. And now it's something that I find myself helping people with a lot. So with that being said, if you were to ask me, what's your main takeaway from experimenting with your prices? I would tell you that the actual number isn't what matters to your potential clients. The only thing that your prices need to do without a shadow of doubt is support you. So from that particular lesson, I've developed a formula, if you will, to help my clients set prices for their services in a way that fully supports them financially, but also feels really in alignment. So the last thing that you want to worry about when you're trying to put a price on your services is what other people are going to think of them. The job of your pricing strategy is not to exceed or to undercut anyone else in the industry. It's also not to soothe your ego. The only job of your pricing strategy is to financially support yourself and to hold your clients accountable. So for the entrepreneur who's listening in on this and unsure about whether it's time to raise their prices or if their prices are actually fully serving them, you should be frequently auditing your prices regardless but there are a few telltale signs that they need to go up like right away. So number one, if you're fully booked out or you're on a wait list, you absolutely need to raise those prices. If you are like a busy bee all the time, you're working like crazy, keep up with your client load, you have this sign that your services are in high demand, you're doing something right. So the fact that you're booked out is a sign that you should be moving towards your income goals And if you're not meeting your income goals or you even feel like you're still living paycheck to paycheck, then that's my first piece of advice to you in business is to evaluate and raise your prices. And I know there are some of you out there right now that feel stuck in that feast to famine cycle with your business, but the thought of actually raising your prices is giving you the anxiety sweats. So this is your permission. It's time to reevaluate just as you are. Another telltale sign that I see quite often is service providers who are attracting really nightmare clients. And it can be a boundary issue too, because nine times out of 10, those clients that are pushing your boundaries, those clients that you're giving a discount or altering your offer so that they can quote unquote afford it, those are usually your problem clients. And when the beginning of a customer or client relationship starts with them pushing you, or giving you a sob story or asking for a discount, that usually sets the tone for the rest of your time working together. It really opens a door for them to continue to give you problems throughout the rest of the experience. And number three, if you've been in business a while and you've paid zero attention to inflation, then it's time to catch up. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you have to change your pricing strategy every time the federal interest rate shifts, right? Don't take this too literal. But I have met many entrepreneurs who have been in business for years and their price points haven't changed at all. So if you're out here living your best life and feeling fully supported and meeting your income goals, then this advice isn't necessarily for you because you're probably on top of that pricing strategy. There's probably a rhyme or reason to it. But if you're not happy with your financial situation, Inflation is one of the reasons that you need to go ahead and evaluate that. So now that I've convinced you (laughs) to even think about raising your prices, I'm going to reframe some common mindset blocks that you're probably already feeling. And I know this because I've been there myself and I've seen many of my clients go through the same exact feelings and fears when we're working on raising their prices. 
So before we get into the mindset blocks, I want to reiterate why this is so important. A lot of times when people go into business, they kind of just skip over all of this foundational work when they're setting their prices and they just set them to something comparable in their industry or what they think people can afford. And that might work for a little while. You might even approach that phase of your business where you're fully booked out and that's great. But if you have skipped over the money mindset work that comes along with setting yourself up for financial success, it's going to catch up with you. You're going to hit a point in your business where if your main agenda is just to be affordable and sign clients, you're going to get burned out and you're going to get tired because nothing makes you more resentful of your own clients and your business than working your ass off and still feeling like you're not even making enough money to live the way that you want to live. Okay, rant over. So let's talk about some of the things that will probably come up when you're raising your prices. Hands down, the most common thing that I see is feeling like you need more. As women, we get caught in this trap of more. And this feeling like we need to do more or we need to have more or we need to be more qualified in order to make more money. And we feel like maybe we don't have the right degree, we don't have enough experience, or we don't have enough to charge high ticket. And I want to reframe that for you, because if you are delivering high quality work and you're running your business with integrity, you deserve to raise your prices just as you are. Even if you started your business for money, right? Everyone acts like that's so taboo, but even if you just started your business to make more money, even if you want to raise your prices so that you can afford a new car, even if you want to raise your prices so that you can hire a nanny or a team member, whatever you want to do with it, you are qualified and worthy of prices that meet your needs. And I think many times the online coaching space takes this idea and runs with it. And I want to be clear that I'm not saying you deserve $10,000 a client for delivering the bare minimum. I want to be really clear about that. Not only have I been in the financial space more than three years now, but I've also gotten familiar with manifestation and universal law and how the energetics come into play when we make money. And I see a lot of mentors and coaches talk about worthiness of high ticket without prefacing it by the fact that if you want to achieve authority in this space, you have to deliver. So don't think I'm hopping on here to tell you that we all deserve to charge $20,000 for a coaching program and sit on the couch. You know, there is real work associated with any business, regardless of how much energy work you do, regardless of what level client you're calling in. So my recommendation to you is if you struggle with getting caught in the more trap, that if you go along and evaluate your pricing, evaluate your client experience as well. You don't have to kitchen sink your offers and you don't have to book yourself um, into 80 hour weeks, but your brand and your client experience should live up to the price point that you're offering. So that is my unpopular opinion in the coaching space. But before I get into the nitty gritty about how I go about pricing my offers, and show my clients how to create a pricing strategy, I wanna give you some advice on what not to do. The worst thing that you can do when you're thinking of raising your prices or going through that process already is looking around at what everyone else is doing or asking people in your circle. I want you to think about for a second, who is your ideal client and who is your target audience or your target market, what do they look like? Not physically, but If your friends and family are not making up that target market, you should not be asking them for advice on your prices. 
And I see this happen quite a lot where coaches or service providers are new in the space and they have no idea what to charge. So they ask the people that are closest to them, you know, understandably. And they get a lot of negative feedback that really feels very deflating to them. And they lose confidence in their self, confidence in their business, because they're talking to people who are either very confused about what they do or would have absolutely no need for what they do. You know, your aunt that's worked at her nine to five for 20 years and about to retire, she has no need for your graphic design services. And she really is not going to understand why you would charge $3,000 for a design package. So keep that in mind as you go into this process. Your price isn't really needed to satisfy anyone but you. So I'm going to share with you the pricing formula that I use. I call this the peaceful pricing formula. It's the same formula that I walk through with my clients when we're setting prices for a new offer or raising their rates all across the board. I'm going to try to be as clear as possible because you have no visual here. So I've outlined how you can do this in three steps. Does that mean each step is going to be plain and simple or cut and dry? No, it never is when we're talking about something as emotional as money. So first things first, you've got to determine what do you even need? You need to determine what is the cost of living that you need to be able to maintain on a monthly basis. I know this sounds a little obvious, but we're going to take it a little bit deeper. So if you're in the online space, you're probably very familiar with the hype around 10K months and six-figure years. And I think the industry has been so inundated with it for so long that this is how a lot of new entrepreneurs are measuring their success. And it's arbitrary. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure you would love to make six figures. But you have to start on this money journey by creating some clarity around what you actually need money to do for you. And all of that comes into play when you're doing this first step and trying to determine what you need to be bringing in every month can bring up a lot of avoidance and a lot of things that are happening on a subconscious level. So I assure you, if you have any sort of negative relationship or view of money, things are going to come up when you're doing this. And maybe you need to take back some financial power from your spouse. Maybe you need to get really real with yourself about what you're spending on a monthly basis. Maybe you need to get clear on what your business numbers are. This alone, this first step, stops a lot of people in their tracks when it comes to their money. And they can't figure out why they're so avoidant when it comes to knowing their numbers. And that's why the pricing conversation can turn really deep really fast. Because this first step brings up a lot. And step two tends to bring up even more. So in step two of this formula, you're going to determine your dream income. And I want you to hear me out because you've probably heard this a lot as an entrepreneur, you know, what's your dream income? And that's where we come back to these 10K, 20K, these arbitrary goals that people are setting. And I don't really want you to just put a number down. I want you to get specific. If you're familiar with manifestation at all, you know that this plays a really key role in what you're trying to manifest, but there's more to it because partly it's how this formula is structured, but partly it's because it's going to bring up a bunch of money junk. So instead of just throwing down a number that sounds really good to you, do some thought work around how do you really want to live your life? What do you want your day-to-day life to look like? What do you need to feel supported in your business? And get really specific about how much that would cost. The specificity here is the key. You want to take note of anything that comes up around what you feel like you should do, what you feel like you shouldn't do, what feels unattainable to you, what you don't feel worthy of. 
because that is going to be your breadcrumbs. Just to let you know, number two is supposed to feel scary and expansive because this number represents what you're working towards. This number represents your dream life. So don't hold yourself back when you're getting specific about what this would look like and what it would actually take for these dreams to come true financially. The goal here when we're doing this formula is to essentially put yourself on a sliding scale. So as you improve your relationship with money, as your skill set improves, as your demand goes up for your services or in your business, you move along this sliding scale towards prices that are going to help you hit that dream income. And the reason I designed this as a sliding scale is because a lot of times when you have an unhealthy relationship with money, it feels really unethical to price your services in order to hit high income months, especially when you don't feel like you deserve it. So that's why step one and two are creating that clarity around your income, around what you need right now and what you're working towards in the future. As we move on to step three, I'm going to be upfront with you and say that it's likely another money block will be coming your way because in step three, we're going to determine how much time we want to work. That sounds cut and dry once again, but it's not because if you're like me, you're probably carrying around some paradigms from your childhood that tell you, you need to work really, really hard if you want to make a lot of money. You know, this may not be something that you're consciously thinking, but I want you to reflect on how you grew up and the examples that you had of making money, the examples that you had of hard work and what that represents and finances and really start to examine how you work in your life. So, you know, there's been many times in my business where I could complete a task with A, B, and C, but instead I feel like I'm not doing enough, so I add in a D, E, F, G, and it becomes like such a long process for something that if my mindset had not gotten in the way, I could have just, you know, completed it and moved on. So if you spend your day spinning your wheels about what you can do to make more money, you are probably experiencing some of this same money block. So sit down and get clear on what you actually want your day to look like, not how much time you feel like you should be working to garner these results, but how much time it would actually take you to deliver an offer and how much time you could actually deliver that offer while still having a work-life balance. And after you've done that, that's when we're gonna bring all of this together. So when we start with the cost of living, we've determined what it takes to meet our baseline. What do we need to be able to keep food on the table? So you're gonna take that cost of living, you're gonna divide it by how much time you wanna work and how many clients you wanna support. So I'll give you an example here. Let's say my cost of living is $5,000 on a monthly basis and I have the capacity to take on five clients each month. That's gonna put me where I wanna be in terms of working hours and how long it takes to actually deliver my offers. So that means I need to be charging those five clients a minimum of 1,000 each to meet my $5,000 cost of living. I tried to make this a really clear example since we're obviously on a podcast here, but I'm always down to have this pricing conversation with anyone. So don't hesitate to reach out on Facebook or Instagram if this is like still really unclear to you. There's a reason that I came up with a formula that's based on numbers, even though the majority of your pricing strategy is mindset work. And that's exactly why I did it. Because many times when I talk to entrepreneurs about their prices, their prices are not set up even to allow them to break even in their business. And there's a lot of stuff to uncover about it. 
But when you sit down and you do the math on what it takes for you to even survive each month, it becomes sort of a non-negotiable. And after doing this formula, you can backslide into your comfort zone and not move forward with raising your prices, but it's gonna be exponentially harder with this math in front of you. So once you've brought awareness to the fact that your prices are not even allowing you to meet your cost of living, it's really hard to deny that they need to be raised. And that's why this is a sliding scale kind of formula because raising your prices for the first time is most likely gonna be out of your comfort zone. But if you have numbers directly in front of you that tell you where you need to be at on the minimum, it makes the process a little bit easier. And let me tell you, if you don't create a pricing strategy that can support you and your lifestyle, you will eventually go out of business. You won't be able to keep the doors open if you can't pay your bills. So if you're still feeling some resistance to charging higher prices, keep that in mind. And once you're financially supported from your business and money's not a worry to you at all, you can give back any way you want. And that can be through your services if that's what you want. That can be for the people who actually can't afford what you've got going on. So this is where your income goal comes into play. We're moving along this sliding scale. You set your prices or supporting your cost of living and now you wanna start accomplishing some of those dreams. You wanna start doing some of those things on your vision board. So as you've gained this experience and your business has become booked, your skill set increases, you can start increasing your prices on this sliding scale towards a higher income goal. And I'll give you an example of what this looks like in real time. So let's say I still have the capacity to support those five clients. I still don't wanna work myself to the bone just to meet my income goals, just to make more money. So let's say my income goal is now 10K monthly. Once again, I'm making this easy round numbers so that it's easy to follow. I wanna make 10K, wanna make the same amount, uh, wanna work the same amount of time. So now in order to meet that 10K by working with those five clients, they need to be paying a minimum of 2,000 each. And that doesn't feel like such a big jump, right? We've gone from $5,000 monthly to meeting $10,000 monthly by raising our price by 1K for each client. And this is where people start to feel a little icky. They feel unethical about raising their prices to meet an income goal without putting in more effort. And I get that. That's that hardworking money paradigm that's coming into play. So I'll just be brutally honest about this part. Your client experience does need to match this price point. I'm not telling you to raise your prices by thousands of dollars if you're not providing a transformation. I'm not telling you that your clients need to be paying high ticket if the only tool you use in your business is a PayPal link. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with being new in business, but as you move along this sliding scale to higher prices, elevate your brand, elevate your client experience. You don't have to kitchen sink your offers and start putting in more deliverables or spend more time with your clients, but they do need to feel fully supported at this price point in order for you to feel ethical about it. And that's just my two cents. You know, there are spiritual coaches and business coaches and mentors out there that will tell you, you deserve to charge $10,000 for something right out of the gate. And if you go that route, you may have some success. You may hit your income goals for a while, but your reputation as a business owner is going to have to be congruent with that price if you want your income goal to be sustainable. And I wanna close with this today. Your confidence in your pricing will grow. As you put it out there, it's going to grow. So the first time you hop on a sales call and tell someone that you're gonna send them the invoice for 3,000, you might have some anxiety about it. But as you become more confident in your prices, 
more confident in yourself as a service provider and as you improve your relationship with money, this will get easier and easier. This episode might make it sound really methodical, but there's a lot of stuff that comes up along the way. And all those things that come up are your breadcrumbs. So follow those breadcrumbs, start digging a little deeper, and you'll be able to move through this resistance to high ticket prices that fully support you in creating a fully sustainable business that you love. So thank you for joining me once again on Wired for Wealth, and I will see you next week for another conscious conversation about money. Mm